Enterprise Management 360, your main source for tech news, analysis, podcasts, and videos for the enterprise. Hello and welcome to the EM360 podcast, where we have a weekly conversation with people here impacting the enterprise tech landscape. My name is Matt Harris, Head of Content here at EM360 and your host on today's episode. And today I'm joined by Nathan Taraski. Nathan is the Senior Director of Product Marketing at Informatica, and we're here today to discuss why data products are critical for driving business value. Nathan, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Matt. Great to be here today. Um, yeah, really glad to uh, to join you on this topic. Yeah, no worries at all. We've been wanting to uh, get you on for ages, so obviously this is a this is a big pleasure of mine. Nathan, just before we jump into the you know world of data products, could you just explain to our listeners a little bit more about who you are and what you do? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, thanks. So my name is Nathan Taraski, as mentioned, Senior Director of Product Marketing for Data Governance and Privacy with Informatica. Um, Informatica has a 30-year legacy of uh, data management uh, expertise um, with our cloud platform called uh, IDMC, which is the Informatica Intelligent Data Management Cloud. And um, and I've got about a little over 20 years of experience in data governance, privacy, and security. So uh, this is a new topic for us, for many of us, and um, I'm excited to be uh, speaking with you today on it. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming on. I want to kick things off by really defining what data products are. Not not to be too ground level with things, but I feel like it's a term that goes th- gets thrown around a lot and used in a lot of different ways. What, what do data products really mean to you? Yeah. So let me give you sort of a textbook definition to start, and then maybe I can bring in like an, an analogy to make it a little bit more familiar. But, you know, we, we define a data product as like the sort of a container, you know, or a product as it were that potentially provides business value uh, by encapsulating data related functionality that's needed for achieving various business objectives. So it sounds very clinical, right? But this includes the actual data sets as well as metadata, which is really information about the data, like where it originated and its quality, uh, to also including, um, you know, in that package, the related reports, maybe it might include machine learning models, user interfaces, uh, governance policies, um, data pipelines, data schemas, uh, access mechanisms, and potentially more as a as a package product. So consider that in relation to, say, like a, just a raw data set or data pipelines, these data products provide packaged value. And, you know, I'm a really big fan of analogies. And, um, you know, you probably remember from maybe 10 or 15 years ago, um, everyone used to throw around the term, well, data is the new oil, right? Well, you know, data can certainly be thought of as a pipeline to be refined and create you know, more value. But consider today the way that data is actually delivered and how data consumers want it to be consumed. Right. Like in the old days, you know, oil producers and us consumers, you know, were spread, you know, spread across a, a big environment of refineries and gas stations across the country. And it was always about that last mile of delivery. Right. How does the data consumer get to that um, that product? Right. And, and just like very similarly with like gas stations. Right. You might go to a gas station. You might consume gallons or quarts of oil. Right. And, and those those um, products, they have different quality grades. They have different costs. They have different expectations on how they're being used, such as diesel, right? So there's a lot of context about that product that the consumer really values in terms of making decisions, right? And so ultimately, very much like a like a like a gas station metaphor here, uh, a consumer can request the right product for the right purpose, and it's really that shopping experience that leads to real value and business outcomes out of all of this. So, you know, if we get back to our data product, um, you know, here, you know, we often see our customers approaching data products through various lenses 
based on that purpose of how that data is going to be used. So it gets really more from the general to the more specific. So for example, you've got foundational data products, which are you know essential to day-to-day operations, such as you know working on supply chains uh, or customer data insights. Um, there's also general data products, which are you know maybe multi-use for analytics. You know you can think of like customer service dashboards or financial forecasts. And these are often used by a broad base of people and teams. And then you get into the more specific, like which tends to be more domain level. Like think of like marketing customer segmentation or maybe IT teams that are working with fraud detection tools. And then there's also customized, right? Which is sort of a broad-based bucket, right? Which is like sort of highly tailored and they vary based on various industries and, and organizations that uh, need those products for very specific purposes. No, that that's great. And obviously, <clears throat> like a really kind of circular definition of, of what they are and how they act in today's world. So thank you for that. I, I wanted to dive more into, you know, the topic of this podcast, which is how these data products are really critical for driving business value. And if a company is using data products and it's not driving that business value, how can you really flip that to make it work for you? Yeah. So let me give you also like a little bit of an, another analogy here. So, you know, in the, in the world of data products, right? How about in the real world? When you, know, when you shop at the grocery store for things like um, you want to bake a cake, right? You have to assemble a recipe of maybe 20 different raw ingredients. You know, alternatively, you can accelerate that baking experience by going off and getting a packaged cake mix that comes with a few simple instructions. Now, what's, you know, in your mind, much easier to consume and use? Is it going around to a grocery store and trying to find 20 different ingredients to bake your cake? Or is it really having that packaged cake mix, right? (laughs) That data product uh, uh, operates in much the same way, right? You might have information on the quality of that cake mix. You might have information about um, how to achieve the best results by using the right types of pans, right? So very similarly, a data product offers that similar fast track to accelerating outcomes. But why is this critical, right? So ultimately, it's about accelerating results for more intelligent insights and decision-making, right? So data products are really the result of modern architectural thinking. Um, You know, those businesses today that are moving to the cloud, um, they've got very dispersed... um, siloed organizations, you know, we now operate a lot more in a, in a decentralized environment. Most organizations do nowadays. And we need to be able to connect data producers and end business consumers a lot more easily. And if, for example, like a centralized IT team is a bottleneck to this, to finding and delivering that data, you know, it doesn't make things any easier. So, you know, a lot of times, you know, I'm speaking with chief data officers and they're, you know, they're always concerned with how do I get the right data into the right hands for those people across my organization? They're constantly thinking about that connectivity of those data sources, those data producers, those data owners, connecting that to the business users across the environment. And that's where we need a really a streamlined approach to operating across these highly distributed environments. And that's where automation and also self-service can accelerate um, access and connectivity to, uh, to data products. You know, so, you know, I think the issue today is that we have a lot more data hungry applications. They're all depending upon this trusted data to accelerate business outcomes. And that can include everything today from, you know, AI initiatives, you know, of course, analytics programs, uh, customer experience and loyalty programs. All of these depend on trusted data. And these data products, you know, that are curated, that are trustworthy, that are relevant, they lead to faster business uh, value being achieved. Yeah, I like that. I like that analogy a lot. And how can you, as an industry leader, really leverage those data products to to, to drive those business outcomes that you mentioned? 
Yeah. So, you know, it really depends on the industry. Um, that's the beauty of data products is that they're very specific for those business consumers, uh, you know, who need to acquire them. So let's take, for example, a few, you know, just a few examples here. So like, let's take uh, financial services, right? So on the operational side, you know, they might be uh, building data products that are focusing on identifying money laundering activities, you know, in order to protect data assets and support regulatory compliance, you know, or similarly, many businesses um, are concerned about knowing the customer, right, to offer advanced services. You know, in the case of financial services, it might be targeting more high wealth investors. And, you know, you might be running a marketing campaign, you know, where a data product might include information about high credit score customers within a specific zip code. And, uh, you know, businesses might, uh, like financial services, might want to approach them with a targeted advertising campaign. So those data products can be geared towards very specific types of activities. Or take, for example, like life sciences, right? Companies might create data products for analytics teams to predict you know, molecule efficacy and toxicity in the body, to accelerate drug discovery, and also increase drug safety and, and profitability. And then you have, like for example, retailers. They might build products to track inventory and how quickly products are sold uh, to replenish stock and control inventory carrying costs. So there's certainly a lot more examples like this, but if you think about all of today's data-driven digital businesses that are looking to scale, you know, through more rapid, specific data intelligence and, and insights, they need these curated data collections to grow their businesses, understand their customers, and achieve greater efficiencies. You know, and then we can also take a step back and look at the various roles across organizations. So, you know, even across all industries, right, you've got chief financial officers. They're always looking for those data products that might increase liquidity and cash flow. They're looking at data products that will give them insights, you know, into, you um, for example, revenue officers, increasing profitability and growth opportunities. You've got chief marketing officers that are looking to increase the, the value of their campaigns and ROI. We've got procurement officers that are look at, you know, looking at sustainable sourcing, you know, in line with the, the latest uh, regulatory mandates. And then you've got chief operating officers as well that are maybe looking to increase manufacturing yield and throughput, right? So it really depends on the business and the business outcome that they're looking for. But those data products can be packaged up to deliver greater value with greater efficiency so that the right data gets into the right hands a lot more quickly, a lot more efficiently, and help uh, close that last mile of data delivery. And obviously, it sounds great, right? And it sounds really powerful. But is it kind of hard to quantify and, and measure just how well these data products are performing? And is it hard to kind of measure how much value it's really kind of adding for the business? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, yeah, at the end of the day, you know, why embark on a, a data mesh or a data product strategy if you can't uh, demonstrate the the value and the performance of the uh, of the of the, the solution itself? So, you know, we, we look at you know, data products, right? You have to be able to measure and monitor performance, right? That's that's a given. And just much like, you know, much like real world products, right? Data products are often evaluated in terms of their quality, right? Such as the number of defects or, you know, in the case of data products, is the data incomplete? And, uh, you know, also it depends upon user ratings across the organization to help to rate uh, whether those products are useful or not for a particular goal. You know, are they fit to accomplish the goal? Um, all of these factors come in just like an Amazon shopping experience, right? You go and you shop at Amazon. You want to be able to know, what, are the products qualitative? Did they get good reviews? And all of these really uh, contribute to that uh, those KPIs. You know, the other metric that is highly useful is utilization, right? How many users are accessing a data product uh, to derive value? You know, or similarly, not using that data. And, and maybe the business needs to minimize that data as a potentially obsolete or, or a distraction to achieving a better business 
business outcomes. So, you know, useful data should be mapped to KPIs and reusable, and reliance on bad data should be reduced, right? And then as part of this, really federated governance plays a really big part as well. So data governance is a key part of um, data products in terms of enforcing standards, providing transparency into the data product metrics, as well as process metrics, right? For example, how are operations impacted? You know, for example, um, you know, the data product, uh, is it eliminating redundant requests for high quality data? Are we delivering a single source of truth? Are we driving greater efficiencies from automation? You know, as, as another example, you know, a data strategy goal might be to improve a supply chain that benefits from targeting suppliers within, you know, maybe closer proximity to lower carbon footprints as the KPI and, you know, maybe achieve a sustainable sourcing as the business outcome. You know, so governance can play a role in aligning those policies that the business may have with the expected outcomes so that those data products are used appropriately and are productive at the end of the day. And, uh, you know, data product and process metrics must point to KPIs, which impact positive business outcomes. And that's where governance can um, you know, help by streamlining and automating and improving the delivery of those high quality products. Mm. No, no that, that makes a lot of sense. And, um, and and obviously kind of looking looking forward, because we, we've seen a lot of change in the in the data product space, uh, right? Especially over the last kind of 12 months where we've seen the rise of AI and automation and a lot of people trying to, to implement and, and sort of bring those things in. Um, how do you really see the trends that we're seeing today impact how the landscape will look in the next 12 months and beyond. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, you touched on uh, AI, and that's certainly on everybody's uh, top of mind. Yeah. Um, you know, AI isn't, is, uh, if every business isn't thinking about AI, then they're probably not preparing for the future. And, and the same thing for data products. You know, you didn't talk too much about the consumer experience, but think about on the consumer side, um, if you could go into a, um, a tool, like for example, a data products typically are found in a data marketplace. And these data marketplaces, uh, you know, they operate like an Amazon shopping experience. And so, you know, how, how great would it be? If you could go in there and using like uh, you know generative AI, you could just say, "Hey, um, show me all the data products related to a marketing campaign where I can leverage credit scores and location in order to better target the best customers for that campaign." Right, and, and that's where the AI could potentially connect the dots. You know, search through this marketplace, locate those high quality um, data products, the ones with the best ratings, the ones that are most appropriate, and deliver those more efficiently and more streamlined to the uh, the consumer. And I think that's where we're heading ultimately is a more business friendly user experience because a lot of times, um, you know, these technologies tend to have originated from really, you know, geeky backgrounds, you know, curating data pipelines and, you know, managing data connectivity and, you know, connecting these producers and consumers together tends to be the underlying plumbing. But ultimately, you know, we are talking about deriving business value from these data products, you know, and just like your Amazon shopping experience, you want to go in there and just type in something very simple about what you want, what you need and what you're trying to accomplish. And uh, hopefully AI is smart enough to figure out how to navigate you know navigate the products navigate the marketplaces navigate your your data mesh your entire environment to be able to dig up the most relevant data for the purpose that is uh, fit for your needs so yeah that's where we we tend to see it going in the future and certainly informatica um, has a lot of experience in this area you know we um we're a big proponent of, of responsible trustworthy ai and how it can be applied to uh, making data easier to consume yeah, I love that perspective. I, I kind of wanted to wrap things up by asking you one final question, and that is, you know, if you are a kind of data leader, a CDO in uh, in today's world, and you're kind of looking to, you know, really, really relook at and understand your data product strategy and, and kind of where you want to go uh, in the next few years, do you have any kind of words of advice or or words of wisdom for how you would go about sort of doing that? 
Yeah, you know, it's interesting. We talked more about the user experience today, but there's also the, um, you know, there's sort of the operational side of it. And I started off, you know, today's conversation by talking about those data pipelines and, uh, you know, data is the new oil, all that uh, sort of a little bit outdated of an outdated of analogy, but still relevant in some ways. Um, you know, it's about the data pipeline. You have to have a solid data pipeline, a trustworthy data pipeline to be able to create these data products. And so it is about building trust. It's about being able to understand the data, its reliability, um, you have to be able to discover where it's located. <clears throat> you have to look at the lineage of where it's moved across your organization. How accurate is that data? You know, we, we talk about mastering data. We talk about uh, data protection. We talk about data quality. You know, these are all typically data governance concepts that uh, result in the data being more trustworthy. And so organizations really need to start with the fundamentals. Think about, you know, your CIO and, and, and the CDO working together to not only understand what the business purpose is and the data strategy is, but how to operationalize that you know, in the real world and, and for the benefit of the organization. So really um, putting that data pipeline in place, ensuring it's trustworthy. There's quite a few tools out there that uh, help supply data and products into the data marketplace. Um, and you got to start there, you know, otherwise it's garbage in, garbage out. <laughs> so Really well said, Nathan. Thank you so much for uh, taking the time to come on today. Absolutely. Thank you. And also thank you to everyone who joined us on the podcast today. We hope you took a lot away from today's episode, but for further information on what we talked about, please head on over to informatica.com. We'll be back next week with another episode in our podcast series, but until then, make sure you subscribe to this podcast on all major platforms, follow the conversation on our socials at EM360Tech on Twitter and LinkedIn, and for more great daily content, please head on over to EM360Tech.com. <laughs>